And when you realize that, that's when you make the decision that you're going to play your best. Because if you don't, you don't have it tomorrow. You don't get another 48 minutes. That's what we're here for. The pride, the tradition, the family. Yeah, about the guys in this room. Nothing else. 48 minutes for everybody who's here. Do you understand me? Yes, coach. Welcome back to Toilets of Titles. I am your host, DDP. And watching the 23rd episode of P2P. We got two special guests. And we got, you know, my, my co-host Jared is here. He's doing the flu game. He hasn't been feeling good. But he Dude, laced him up. He's isn't here. it crazy oh. that it's the 23rd, ga- 23rd episode and I have the flu? It's, that's why I said, I'm like, yo, the flu game. It, it, was, it was just epic, you know, fit right there. But oh, uh, how we doing? You all right? Yeah, I'm straight. Hey, I'm here. You know what? Jordan Jordan would be here, so I'm here. Well, we, we have our own we have our own Jordan today uh, as a special guest on the 23rd episode. Worked out even perfect. Uh, Jordan Richards from the Wake Up Show. How are we doing tonight? I'm good, man. I'm good. I didn't want to cut in. I didn't want to interrupt, you know, but there's a Jordan here. But you, I, I appreciate <laughs> you doing your flu game. I'm excited for it. I'm going to see what you cook up. You look good over there, though. You look good. I know you're probably struggling. That's okay. That's okay. But happy to be here. Thank you guys so much for having me on. I uh, appreciate uh, you guys just inviting me, man. It's going to be fun. This is a, a loaded show sheet. Lots of good games this week. So apparently I picked a good week to come on the show. Awesome. I appreciate you coming on, like I said. And uh, below me, we got Christian. Uh, we had both the uh, your Devin Royale guys on in a week, two weeks prior. I had Kevin. Last week I had uh, Jeff. So finishing up with the trio. Uh, how you doing tonight? Doing pretty well. Uh, I'm glad I was able to make this week work so that it was just consecutive, one, two, and three. But uh, <laughs> Yeah, happy to be here, guys. I'm excited for the show. Like like Jordan said, big show sheet, lots of good games. So that's what we're here for, right? All right. Well, speaking of the uh, the show sheet, let's just uh, get right into it. We're gonna go into the uh, the headlines here. First on the on the headline list, we got uh, Texas A&M suspends three plays indefinitely. All true freshmen. And I don't think Jimbo needed any more trouble. Uh, he was already dealing with enough. So what are your thoughts on uh, the true freshman that is suspended? And are we seeing the possibility of a portal starting to develop here? Uh, we'll throw it to uh, Christian first. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I, I think, I think what's happening is a lot of guys were, yeah, I, I don't think that they are necessarily promised a ton of things, but I, this Texas A&M season has not gone in a way that I think a lot of people envision it going. And I, I don't think that a lot of the players are happy right now. And so I think with the the transfer portal and, and how prevalent it is right now, I, I think we're going to see a little bit of a mass exodus after this year. And I think we, 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 I'm sure you guys have talked about the, the Jimbo buyout and what that means. But I, I think it's uh, I, I don't know what Texas A&M is going to be over the next few years, especially once, you know, Oklahoma, Texas get an SEC that's kind of the level of team I think of when I think of Texas a and right now, unfortunately. So it's, it's 86 million, right? That's uh, yeah. 86 million. <laughs> but I mean, if anybody hey, would be hey, crazy hey, to do it, right. They would good right now. Like yeah. I'm just saying, Did you I see mean, the, have you seen the, the stats like comparable? Like he only has like two more wins against the SEC and he has less wins overall. And Kevin Sumlin are among the same games. <laughs> oh my God, that's, that's crazy. Good. Hey, what are your eight thoughts? million dollars more a year, by the way. 
I mean, the the reality is, right, one of the wealthiest programs, regardless of, you know, what you say about the talent, Jimbo, I mean, they brought in number one recruiting class, spent a ton of money, like Nick Saban talking about, apparently it can't buy them any wins. Jimbo clearly in hot water with their record. Um, I think the biggest surprise, you know, is like, it's is to see a player like Evan Stewart, right, number two wide receiver in the country or in the class, get suspended now he was also having a great season 100 yards versus alabama like he's a guy that a lot of us in Devi and in dynasty like want to see play and develop so where's he gonna go right he should be a guy who if he enters the transfer portal heavily coveted not a massive guy he's smaller but quick having showing things on tape looking good i mean he's he's the prize to me depending on who else transfers and who moves obviously but he's the guy that i'm most intrigued to see who could move because you know alabama's a team that has been bringing in receivers if heaven forbid, maybe he goes to him and says, hey, Evan, how about you come play for me? How's he going to turn down Nick Saban, right? And I, I, that, I think, is probably one of the most intriguing parts for me. They better, they better put the gloves on. Him and, him and Saban will be in a, in a celebrity boxing match if that ever happens. Oh, man. Um, another coach, kind of not in hot water, but not in good light, uh, Texas Longhorn head coach, Steve Sarkeesian, issues apology for not standing for eyes of Texas after the loss of Oklahoma State. Not a good look for him. Um, Jared, what are your thoughts on that, buddy? I mean, I disagree about the hot water thing. I said, what, five or six episodes ago that he could be a candidate to be in the outhouse. And, you know, we don't want to see Deion Sanders leave, but they'd pay him $10 million to coach at Texas. So I, I, he is on the hot seat. I'm sorry. Like, the only coveted win he has right now is against a four-string quarterback Oklahoma team. So that that's all he got. Like, I'm sorry. What what else has he done? Beat Georgia in in a bowl game? Okay, I'll give you that. Hey, Nothing. listen. Nothing. I, I agree. I, I when you said it, I thought the you know the seat was lukewarm. He had the seat warmer button on a little bit, but uh it hasn't gotten cooler. That that's for sure. So and Dion Dion rumored to Two Texas college teams would be crazy. I mean, that's that's where he would go, right? The, the spotlight, the big, big squad. Why leave Jackson State unless you're going to get, you know, top dog? So, I don't know. We'll see. Uh, again, just happened today. Another head coach, Liberty head coach, Hugh Freeze, gets a two-year extension through 2030. He's going to be uh, averaging five million a year. Uh, what are your thoughts on uh, Hugh Freeze getting an extension? We'll start out with you, Jordan. Um, I, Honestly, I didn't even see that. Because who is who is Hugh Freed? Who is he coach for? Liberty. Liberty Flames. Liberty. Oh, really? Man, yeah. so you guys, you guys come in here, you challenge me with some of this Debbie stuff, man. I'll do that every day. <laughs> but the biggest thing with him, right, is I hope that he continued to build that program up. Um, because honestly, for me, like, you know, they got Malik Willis in there and they're continuing to try and build that program up further. I think that's the biggest thing, right? You see the momentum that they have so far and just building off of that it, because – at the end of the day, for me, it's like you see some of these programs and how they develop talent. Like he, they actually are developing talent out of Liberty slowly to see him get that extension. That is dope to see, right? That's that's what uh, kind of what I take away from that, and just seeing how they've developed players. Like, I know they have a wide receiver there who one of our patrons like loves. I forget his name off the top of my head right now, but phenomenal talent. I was watching his highlights the other day. He was showing me showing me him. He's a big, big Liberty guy. Obviously, talks about Malik Willis almost every day. <laughs> All right. Christian, what are your thoughts on it, real quick? Yeah, I mean, I think it's well deserved. He he's had a lot of success there. I, I, I think he's. I think they're seven and one right now. So yeah, uh, that's just. I mean, you, you, he gets rewarded, and I think obviously he's coveting a, a buyout like all these other 
folks and and some job security. I think that's good for him. I'm a little shocked though that he's not using this as like a jumping off point to get to another bigger job. But if you're happy where you are, plus you have that buyout anyway and and that security, and then you might still get the big job anyway. Uh, I think it's just a smart move to sign that deal. Well, Jared? the big the biggest reason for that is he he did get fired at Ole Miss. So oh yeah. You know, so yeah, <laughs> he's in a he's in a perfect spot to be honest with you. Not a, not a ton of expectations, a ton okay. of ceiling. Looks good. Just sent a quarterback to the NFL. I mean, he his offense is really good. He just didn't have a defense at Ole Miss, and he took over a, a really bad team. Had four years to to mess with it. Um, 2012, 2016. So, to be honest with you, they're smart by hey man, we're going to pay you to stay because we look good right now, and. Where it sounds like Liberty wants to be a Division One, yeah. you know, group, you know, top at least a group of five, good team, you know. So I'd like to see. I mean, they're even pushing trying to, try to be a Power Five team. So I don't think that's ever going to happen. But you know, good for them if they if they try to do what they're trying to do. I mean, uh, their success this year is surprising. I really thought they would take a step back, losing uh, Willis and I believe it was Kevin Shea, the wide receiver. Um, but they just they, the balls rolling. Says yeah. a lot about the coach. Yeah, absolutely. So it was uh, deserving. Good for him. I'm um, glad he got his extension. Uh, no, this is a funny story I happened to catch. Uh, was uh, former USC running back Linda White on, on Boston was busting with the boys. Said he once found 150000 in a duffel bag in his college apartment. Uh, I thought it was just funny bringing it up. Like, <laughs> what are your thoughts on that? Like, oh, Reggie got in trouble for everything. Here's Lendell just talking about how they got bags dropped off in his college apartment. Hey, for uh, only 150000 more, <laughs> Reggie Bush lost a Heisman. Right. Hey, and he admitted he admitted that he was driving in like a Lexus IS 300 brand new the, the whole time that he was uh, at USC. So it was just funny how Bush got kind of screwed and everybody else. Being like in an NIL deal right now, he'd probably make three to six million. Reggie Bush would have. Oh, oh so, yeah. yeah. Easily. And so now, bro, yeah. that, he'd be the richest college football player in football. Period. Yeah. You think he'll ever get his Heisman back? You think he'll ever give it to him? Yeah. Eventually. It's gonna take some time. Yeah, we're I mean, still early in the NIL era. <laughs> I could understand. I could understand if it was a close Heisman race. It was a landslide. Yeah. <laughs> it was it was the biggest landslide, you know. And I mean there wasn't there was no doubt to anybody. I don't care if Matt Liner was on the team. He he literally won them a national championship by himself. I don't care if Lando White was there, I don't care if Matt Liner was there, I don't care if Mike Williams was there. Reggie Bush, the punt returning against Oregon State. The uh, <laughs> run against Fresno State. I mean, you literally, if you were on the East Coast, you stayed up just to oh, watch yeah. Reggie Bush. I watched it. Oh, yeah. It'd be two in the morning like this, watching Fresno State where he stops and pauses all dude and he hits the sideline and he cuts right. back. Come on. Yeah. He, he was like something he was, else. Like was yesterday. Yeah, insane. Insane. Um, and then, you know, the last news headline was, you know, I thought it was great, is college game days in, in Mississippi for Jackson State versus Southern University for the big H. BCU matchup uh, with Dion's done for them and put HBCU back on the map and just it's in, it's incredible. I watched a quick thing before we were on. Um, they were interviewing Dion and stuff and man, he just he gets the best out of his guys. They've all bought in and what he what he's doing is just incredible. And he doesn't want to go anywhere and, until the time is right until everybody that he came in with is established and, and good to go. So, what are your thoughts on uh, the game on College Game Day this week, Jordan? I'm excited for it. It should be a really good one. You know, ESPN obviously giving it that feature is awesome. Um, Ray actually went to Southern University. 
Um, oh, I don't really? know if you guys knew that. Yeah, yeah. If you ever see him wearing the Southern stuff, yeah, he actually went. Um, I think that he went to law school there, met his wife there and stuff. Uh, but yeah, so I mean, I'll be rooting for them. I like Jackson State, but you know, my allegiances <laughs> are another place right now. But yeah, it is like you said, right? It's awesome to see the. I mean, Dion is bringing his his profile to HBCUs, right? But I think the bigger thing is that he's not making it the Dion show completely. He does it a little right. bit because he's still Dion, but he's really letting his players shine, and they do have legitimate talent there. Like he's not just bringing in some guys and giving them exposure like he's recruiting legitimate nfl caliber prospects and you just hope that he can take them to the next level right and hope that they get the respect from dion and from their their own coaching staff's abilities from the nfl teams that they are legitimate nfl prospects as well right that's the biggest thing with the showcase and obviously the development at jackson state but hopefully take that to other hbcus as well right i agree uh christian what are your thoughts on it yeah, I I just think it's really cool. You know, over the last couple of years, like they had the HBCU combine, and I feel like that is a direct result from Dion kind of making it known that, you know, there's some talent at these schools and and whether or not, you know, the, whether he recruited or not, he was going to be successful because of who he is. But bringing, you know, the national media and getting involved in things like that, I, I just think it's a really good thing. Uh, and now, you know, having college game day there, that's just another step forward, I think. You know, this is going to we won't need an HBCU combine because all those guys are going to be at the actual yep. NFL scouting. <laughs> That's, and we don't need to worry about that after that. But, yeah, I think I think it's really awesome. Yeah, it, I saw another thing with uh, Dion in the school. And then he was like interviewing him and talking about how uh, when he got there, you know, like the school wasn't the program in the field and stuff was a mess. And they were like, well, we don't have money for that. He goes, all right, well, I'm a, I, I, I'll make a call called Walmart. I was like, Walmart, listen, here's the deal. This is what I want to do. Got a deal, got a new stadium. It's like when you're Dion, you can do that. When, when yeah, you're, when, yeah. When you're Johnny No Schmo, and nobody's gonna give you the money for a stadium, you gotta prove yourself. So it's just crazy because he's doing it the old school way. You know what I mean? Like when his players don't believe him, he's like, "Oh, hold on, hey, yo, Ray, what's the deal, Ray Lewis? Tell these guys what the deal is." And they yeah, they gotta believe him at that point, right? When when your dog Ray Lewis is telling them the deal, you got no no excuse. So I, I think it's great. I, I just wanna, I, I hope they. Ray, I'm sorry. Don't don't hate me. <laughs> I hope they win this week, and it just you know propels them and Dion a little for sure. Bit yeah. Further. All right. So with the headlines out the way, we're gonna just gonna dive real quick into the uh, the Heisman watch and the odds, and then we'll uh, we'll get into these games here. So off top, we got C.J. Stroud. Um, he's number one favorite, minus one ten. Hennon Hooker at second. Uh, he's plus two hundred. Caleb Williams is third at plus twelve hundred. Blake Cormett. Fourth plus uh, fourteen hundred, and then run out the top five is Bryce Young at plus two thousand. There's five more gentlemen on it. You see it scrolling. We're not going to get into those guys right now. But what are your thoughts um, on the current state of the Heisman? Who's your favorite, um, Jared? I'll throw it to you first, and we'll just roll around. Well, you didn't bring up Bo Nix, but he's, if you look at his numbers <laughs> to Mariota, they're exactly the same through five games. Like exactly. I couldn't bring him up. You know I'm partial to Bo. I, I know. And that's why I'm really surprised. But you actually have stats to prove it this time. So, <laughs> both Mariota stats through seven games are almost identical. And that's going to be brought up, especially if he continues. You know, and he's talking. You know, hey, if we played Georgia Day, they wouldn't be who they were week one. Okay. And I think, I think the media agrees with that because I don't think Georgia's as good as they were week one. I mean, ask Kent State who scored 22 against them. Who yeah. was also held by three to Oklahoma, who's not that good. Sorry, love my boys. But um, <laughs> if, 
you want, if I were to bet money today, though, it's not CJ Stroud, it's Hendon Hooker. Really? So. Okay. Yeah, I, I, I'm, I'm on that train too. You know, I'm a Hooker guy. Um, I love. Nick's oh, really? Spell. You're a Hooker guy? <laughs> yeah, I'm a. Yeah, because you like Hooker. I mean, oh you know, man! I just wanted just, to clarify you, that a little bit. You would just you <laughs> put it out there. I just wanted to clarify. That's all. It's, it's, you hit that one right away. Huh? It was no time wasted. I set myself uh, up, knocked it out. <laughs> uh, I I just think what he's doing, um, what Hendon Hooker's doing this year is just incredible. It, it comes down to uh this game with Will and uh the George game. I mean, if he yeah. wins this one and he wins the George game, you might as well just send it to him in the mail. Because I will tell you the easiest bet of the year, though. What's that? His co- his coach is coach of the year. Oh yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. Bet I was winning coach of the year, yeah, for sure. Yeah. yeah. I mean, I, if they lose one and Sonny Dykes wins out, he's got a shot. Ooh, that's true. But even if, <laughs> do you think even if Tennessee loses a close one to Georgia, I still think Hype will get to it. Even over undefeated, oh yeah, Sonny Dykes. 100%. What if what if my what if my guy Will Levis in the Wildcats wins? I'm on it. I'm on it. It's a look ahead game, man. That's what I say. They're already looking at Georgia. Will's fired up because they're probably not giving any respect again. I don't know. Nope. Nope. uh, Jordan's laughing at me. (laughs) We'll get into that, obviously. But I think think the bigger thing for me is like I get that Hendon should be this high, but it's difficult for me to bet Hendon over Stroud because I know that Stroud's going to have the numbers, right? Every week, this guy's throwing for 300 yards and four touchdowns. Like, I don't even need to list off all the receivers he plays with. It's not it's not fair to anybody. That's why. Guys <laughs> that he gets to play with. But, I mean, in a lot of ways, he could have almost had the Heisman last year too, right? The numbers were there. Ray and I talk about all the time. Stroud's the favorite because the numbers, no matter what, will always be there for him. The rest of the guys, they got to win these games. And so for Hooker, he's got to beat Georgia and he has to beat, to your point, Kentucky this week. If he wins those games, he's the front runner. Does he win it? Probably. But I think, you know, just saying I only get a little bit of juice to say that he's going to beat Kentucky and Georgia, because if he doesn't, I don't think he wins the Heisman. I think the the best bet from an odds perspective, too, because I, I I don't think you're losing a whole lot, but, but Blake Corum at those odds, if Hendon loses a game and if Michigan beats Ohio State based on like a Corum 200-yard game, I mean, with those odds, I know he's fourth favorite right now, but Arby's don't I, win the Heisman though. That's the I problem. know that's yeah. that's the thing. It's like you're kind of wasting your money, but also yeah. this feels like the year that you know if Stroud does falter at some point, yeah, which I don't think he will. I think he's really yeah. good. Um, or if Hooker falters or Tennessee falters, because we know that team success also matters in the Heisman. I think that's yeah. a big reason why Bryce won last year over Stroud, although he was deserving, but. I think that definitely factored in. But if those two teams falter and Blake Corum and Michigan are sitting in the college football playoff and Corum's dropping 180 uh, yeah. bombs on everyone, you know, I don't know. I feel like he's the reason, right? Like, look, yeah, exactly. he's going to yeah. be the reason like as far as they go. Yeah. Yeah. It'll be the reason they go anywhere for sure. But also, you're probably wasting your money because he's a running back. So, <laughs> yeah. yeah, exactly. It's <laughs> a quarterback award. I, I agree with Christian, though. I mean, here's the difference Blake Corum has yet to have a bad game, CJ Stroud has had a bad game. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Yeah. So, I mean, how? But well, also, he's been the favorite since May, right? Well, yeah. Like yeah. since yeah. March. You know who was yeah. the favorite? <laughs> he played for this team and got benched. So yeah, I uh, know. Well, it's okay. We forgive him. He's his value <laughs> came down, and now we just accept him for who he is. It's okay. Is 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 his numbers? 
inflated because of the talent or is he that good? And that's my question. I mean, you give some like you give Bryce Young those three wide receivers. You give Bo Nix right those now? receivers? Okay. Yeah. All right. Yeah. You give Dylan you know what I mean? those receivers? I don't know. It's... I just well, Ohio State quarterback in the last 15 years has done it. I understand they changed the direction and how they played yeah. the offense and stuff, you know. Obviously, Christian, and I got into it with Jeff a little bit last week about it, you know, and he kind of got at me. He's like, well, you know, but it's what what Buckeyes quarterback has been really successful. Yeah, it's true. Justin Fields. Sure. One that transferred. You think he's a successful? Excuse me, successful? He will be. He will be. You he, hope he will tra- be. <laughs> he will well, be. Did you guys see the reports from last season that when people were going to the OSU Pro Day, they were going, yes, for Garrett Wilson and Chris Olave, but a lot of people were going there to see CJ Stroud throw, right? Because they would he was going to be eligible next season. So there was a lot of buzz about, about that Pro Day because Stroud was throwing. And I think, you know, whether he's QB1 or QB2, could be Bryce for sure, but it's it's so difficult to see him slowing down. You can say, well, it's because of the receivers, but the voters don't care about that. They just care about what he's doing on the field at the end of the day. He's winning games. He's throwing for a ton of yards, ton of touchdowns. The OSU flash, it's it's all yeah. there for CJ Stroud to win this year. I agree. I agree. I, I would love to just somebody get in it and mix it up a little bit, you know, but right now, the, you know, the pot is very calm. There is no stirring it up. Uh, <laughs> let's just dive into these games. Let's just get going. Uh, first on the block I got here is I got Notre Dame and number 16, Syracuse. Syracuse is a two and a half point favorite over under is 48. It's a noontime game uh, on ABC. I was screaming last week and I hope he changes his game plan, but can, Houston head coach Dino Babbis get Sean Tucker the rock. How do you yep. only give this man five carries against Clemson? I understand they're an elite defense, but give the best guy in your offense the ball. Need to get him more involved against the Irish. Uh, or will they rely on, for some reason, the legs of Garrett Schrader, who had 21 carries uh, against the Irish defense? Uh, the Irish defense shut down UNC and Cal's run game, but they got absolutely destroyed by UNLV and Marshall. So, it's I call it Katy Perry. You know, hot and cold one week. One week you're hot, next week you're cold. It all depends what team shows up. Can tight end Michael Mayer for the Fighting Irish continue to dominate the second level of the defenses? He's already got 381 yards, four touchdowns over the past four weeks, which is insane for a tight end. And then Q's wide receiver, Aronde Gadsden. Did I say that right? Gadsden the second has been a huge surprise this year. 37 receptions, almost 600 yards, five touchdowns. It's averaging 16 yards a catch. What are your thoughts on Gatson? Where do you rank him uh, in the ACC amongst wide receivers? Uh, I'll start with Christian. Yeah, so uh, regarding Gatson, it's kind of strange because he's listed as a tight end in places. And, uh, like for example, PFF lists him as a tight end. He, he, he's playing wide receiver. But, man, if uh, you know from a fantasy football perspective, if we can get this guy some tight end eligibility, I'll, <laughs> I'll be into that for sure. Uh, no, I think he's good. I think – you know, I, I think he's a good athlete. I think that NFL teams are going to like that. He's He looks like a future day two pick. He, I don't think he's going to work his way into the first round, but I think he's going to be relevant. Um, and ultimately, in, in terms of ACC wide receivers, I'm, I'm big into Josh Downs um, right now. So no one no one's beating my boy Josh Downs. But uh, no, he's, he's been good. Pleasant surprise for sure. Uh, regarding the game, you know, Michael Mayer, the Notre Dame offense – it's just find Michael Mayer and throw him the ball. It doesn't yes. matter if he's blanketed and it's working. And I, I feel like at some point that luck's going to run out. Not that it's luck. Mayer's very good, but you just can't throw into double coverage or just blanketed coverage over and over and expect that to work, especially now when it's on film. Uh, so I, man, I don't know, but if Syracuse just, 
they last week against Clemson, they just played right into Clemson's plan, which was we're going to stop Sean Tucker. And if, if Garrett Schrader runs the ball, that's cool. We're, we're cool with that. <laughs> yeah. And, and it worked, right? So I, I think hopefully Syracuse is more intentional about, you know, get, get creative, throw Sean Tucker on a, a wheel route or something and make the defense guess a little bit. And I think that would have helped and they would have won that game and they should have won the game anyway, but this is a good game. I, I, I think Syracuse is good enough to win this one, which is crazy when you think about what they were at the beginning of the season with, with both of these teams. Yeah. I mean, I don't know. Two and a half. For some reason, my gut's telling me that Notre Dame is going to get this one. and Outright win. I, I, I don't know. It's just, uh, it's a close game. It's a good game. I, if Tucker can, they can give him the rock and just let him run the yeah. ball. I mean, Fosky will be in the backfield, but just run away from Fosky. You know what I mean? <laughs> Notre Dame only has one good guy in the line, so you just run away from him and then let Tucker do his thing. They tried to get Tucker on a wheel route against Clemson late in the fourth quarter. They targeted him like six times. He had four or five catches, but why so late? Why not get him yeah. the ball early? It was just crazy. I was screaming like, Fabus, what are you doing? You're your number one <laughs> running back. You're not even giving him the rock. <sighs> it's just so frustrating sometimes. All right, John, we're going we're gonna to throw you on to this next game. Next big one, you got Ohio State. Um, number two, Ohio State is a 15.5-point favorite and number 13, Penn State. Over-under is 61. It's a noontime game on Fox. A couple key points in this game that I wanted to get to was the Buckeyes bring in the number two-ranked offense, 49.6 points per game, into Beaver Stadium to face number 14-ranked Nittany Lions. Um, the 18.9 points per game, can they... Can Penn State's head coach, James Franklin, finally get a, get a win against a top-10 opponent? He's 0-10 against top-10 opponents. Sad. And can freshman Nicholas Singleton continue to roll? I mean, 82 attempts, 561 yards, 7 touchdowns, 6.8 yards per, per carry. The continuous freshman success versus linebacker Tommy Etchenberg for the Buckeyes and their number five rush defense that is allowing uh, 90.9 yards per game. Also, the CJ Tribe continue to pull away in the Heisman race after this game. 2,000 yards, 28 touchdowns, four interceptions, an insane completion rate of 70%. We touched on it a little bit before. Jordan, go ahead, run away with it. Tell me what your thoughts are. Uh, the Buckeyes should win. Uh, I believe it's just going to be a whiteout game for Penn State. I'd imagine so, right? Bringing OSU. No, they're not doing it. No, last week for some reason. Oh, now that's well. Either way, that's not going to help their chances either. (laughs) (laughs) Honest, I was hoping that we get the whiteout and it's a little bit bit more exciting atmosphere. The truth is that Penn State probably can't keep up with this OSU offense. That's just the reality situation. Is Franklin to win? Probably not. Fifteen and a half point favorites. I don't know if I agree with that on the road. I do love CJ Stroud. I think the the plan should be to stop Nick Singleton. Right, like. Force John Clifford to beat you. Maybe we see Drew Aller. I doubt it. But honestly, I mean, the way I see it right now, you use Nick Singleton. You try to get him the ball. But OSU's going to have a plan for that. When they brought in Jim Knowles from Oklahoma State, that's been the biggest difference. Their defense last year was god-awful. They bring in a great defensive coordinator, even from the Big 12. And what do you know? Their defense is much improved. So it'll be much tougher. They're going to have a game plan for him. And I think Stroud is going to go nuts. I'm just praying we see some JSN in this one. You know, he's been hobbled all year. Didn't do much last week. We know Abuka is going to do his work. We know that Marv is going to be heavily involved. I hope, I don't know if, do you guys know if Henderson's playing? I know he's been kind of in and out of the lineup a little bit. I didn't see if he's going to be active or not. Um, we've seen obviously a ton of Mayan Williams, but I just, this OSU offense, 
it should just be too much. Even on the road, I think it'd be a big test for Stroud because that crowd will be loud. It will be rocking. We've seen him struggle at times on the road, but hopefully if he's the quarterback, we all think he can be, you know, Heisman favorite. He can get it done on the road and win big. You uh, you mentioned JSN. That's my guy. But my I other guy JSN. is the guy that would be covering him if he were to play in Joey Porter Jr. That oh. is get your popcorn ready. That's mainstream TV right there. Even if he's covering Harrison Jr. or a book that, I mean, he's a dog. I got him at uh, number two or uh, cornerback in my rankings this year. And he's, uh, if he can get him, keep his hands to himself, stop getting penalties, you know, for hand checking, it'll it be so much better. But he's a dog. That's the matchup that I'm going to look for. Jerry, what are your thoughts quick on this game? Uh, I got Penn State in the plus the points. I think they keep it within two touchdowns. And, uh, you know, they've only allowed 18.9, right? We've, we talked about that. And, don't get me wrong. I think that offense is elite, but it's the best defense they're probably going to play all year besides Michigan. Um, so I, I take plus the points. I, I actually love the under in this for the first time because 61 is a lot, man. And I think I think they're going to try to control the clock with Singleton. Yeah. He has five carries. And I think you're going to see like a 24 to 30 game. So – like that's, that's just how I feel about it. I still think Ohio State wins the game, but it, it's going to be a lot closer than people think it is. I know everybody says Singleton, and I'm all for Singleton. I don't like this gentleman, but I think he's going to be the X factor, and that's going to be Clifford. Uh, I think if, yeah. if, if <laughs> I always say Penn State let the wrong quarterback go, so uh, mm-hmm. I, I have a little bit of hate for them because of that, because Will's my guy. But I don't know he, he had a good game the last two weeks, he looked pretty, pretty good. Um, Use his legs a little bit, so we'll, we'll, we'll see what happens. Uh, I think he's he's going to be the X factor, like I said. We'll see what happens from there. Let's uh, let's keep this train rolling. We're going to go uh, Florida at number one Georgia. Georgia's a twenty-two and a half point favorite, over under fifty-six and a half. It's a three thirty game on CBS. Um, can the Gators O line dominate the Bulldogs up front? They continue to average two hundred yards on the ground with Montrell Johnson averaging. 7.2 yards per carry, you know, seven touchdowns, 425 yards. And Trevor Etienne, who's been a surprise as a freshman, 53 attempts, 344 yards, three touchdowns, and he's averaging 6.3 yards per carry. Um, can Brenton Cox and Amari Burry apply enough pressure to the Bulldogs quarterback, Stenson Bennett, to make them one-dimensional? Uh, Anthony Richardson's pure athleticism and talent beat out the coaching Kirby Smart and Glenn Schumann. Christian, we'll go to you. What are your thoughts here? Uh, a lot of no's here. You know, I just think, I, I don't, I don't know if, I don't know if Florida is going to be able to move the ball very well against this Georgia defense. I feel like Georgia kind of has been lulled, uh, to sleep a little bit. Just they, they haven't played some really anyone, uh, in the last few weeks that have given them a reason to get up for the game. But I think that this matchup, this Florida Georgia matchup and, and the discussion, the discourse about it has been, we need to keep this matchup going, keep this alive, make it an every year type of thing. And I think that's true, but I also think that this year we're going to see the talent discrepancy and maybe why that wouldn't be a good idea for Florida. Um, You know, I guess the X factor would be Anthony Richardson if he can have one of those games where his athleticism is on par with all the Georgia defenders, but I'm worried about the talent around him. Are, you know, those running backs, are they going to be able to get going? And if they can't, can Richardson put a team on his back and, and win a game throwing the ball? 
I don't think so right now. I, I think he's got some developing to do. And, I, you know, developing against this Georgia defense doesn't feel like the best way to develop. So um, on the other side of things, I do think Georgia's offensive line is going to be pretty darn good in this game. And I think that Georgia's going to be able to move the ball pretty well. So, yeah, sorry, Florida fans. Now, is uh, is Kendall Milton playing? I know he was injured. Um... I haven't heard or seen, but it feels like it's just plug and play. With yeah. those Georgia running backs, I love Milton. I think he's the best one there. Uh, but man, they they, they put uh, Dijon Edwards in, and he's been really really good. And then um, Branson got in a little bit. So I don't know, man. I I don't know if it matters. Yeah, I mean, and they still have McIntosh, but he just catches the ball. But he's an elite pass catcher out of the backfield. It was yeah, yeah. Machine. He gets he gets like eight to ten a game. It's insane. Uh, Jared, thoughts? Give me uh, who covers this, and uh, what are your thoughts on the over under? You know, I hate big numbers for the favorite, but I think Georgia absolutely waxes them. <laughs> um, beats them beats them by 28. So, I mean, I, it, it honestly pretty easy bet to me. Uh, and that's that's scary because, you know what I mean, 20 points, is a, it's a big yeah. number, especially in the SEC. But Ford's just not that good. I mean, that's just how I feel. If Utah yeah. played them right now, they'd beat the bricks off them. Oh, yeah. That's, I don't know. He had that. Uh, AR had the you know two really surprising games where he stood out, but I mean outside of that it's been real flat. And I, that was my main thing. I said it to you in the in the when we were doing the preseason for each conference was I need to see his arm, man. You know he's he's, he's athletic, he can run, you know, but can he throw the ball? Because and, and his decision making. Because sometimes I feel like he he's like antsy. Yeah. Do I throw? Do I run? And then hey, it's too re- late. Remember- the next thing you know, you're getting sacked. <laughs> You know, Nessa Roughness, he's like, I want to see your arm. The guy goes, <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> what do you think? Uh, I don't know what you said, but sounds good. <laughs> I mean, that's uh, all you're from. So. Yeah. Uh, we're going to keep it rolling. We're going to go into this next game here. Um, number nine, Oklahoma State at. Number 22, Kansas State. Um, Kansas State is the one-and-a-half point favorite. Over-under is 56-and-a-half. Again, it's a 3.30 game on Fox. Uh, Spencer Sanders versus Adrian Martinez. I mean, these two quarterbacks have been – both have been huge surprises. Uh, in your thoughts, who's been the biggest surprise this year? Uh, Adrian Martinez has 900 yards passing, four touchdowns, 400 yards rushing with seven touchdowns. Sanders has got 2,000 yards passing, 15 touchdowns, uh, four interceptions. 241 rush yards and another five touchdowns. Cowboys, you know, cupcake season is over for them. The schedule's got a lot tougher, and they've seemed to, you know, have a little more difficulty. Can the OK State defense allowing over 480 yards slow down Martinez and Deuce Vaughn? Vaughn is an absolute machine. At 5'6", I don't even know how he does it, but he had 132 attempts already for 744 yards, four touchdowns. He's almost six yards per carry, and he has 100 yards receiving. Uh Spotlight on these linebackers, uh, Mason Cobb for the Cowboys. He's got 61 tackles, 34 solo, eight and a half uh, tackles for loss, two sacks in deception. He's going to go against Wildcats uh, linebacker Austin Moore, who also has 50 tackles, 32 solo, seven tackles for loss, one and a half sacks, an interception, forced fumble. Who needs to have a better day to lead that team to victory on the defensive side? Is it Cobb or is it Moore? Um, Jordan, I'm going to throw this to you. Uh, what are your thoughts here? I'm really excited for this game. You know, you talk about two teams that can really score a ton of points. I think that Spencer Sanders and Angie Martinez are both going to have good games in this one. Who's the bigger surprise? I think it's Martinez just because 
I didn't expect a lot out of him. Sanders has been kind of doing this for a few years now at Oklahoma State, really leading that team. Martinez, obviously, coming in to K-State. We weren't really sure what it was going to mean for Deuce Vaughn, but he has looked really good. You know, the two working in tandem has been very successful, and I think that that's the biggest issue now for Oklahoma State. Their schedule is getting tougher. Their defense, like I mentioned earlier, losing Jim Knowles and his great defense has meant monumental shifts for how they're playing. They're allowing a ton of yards, a ton of points. So in my opinion... You talk about the linebackers. Mason Cobb needs to have the bigger game here. He needs to find a way with you know the rest of the team to stop AJ Martinez and Deuce Vaughn because very few teams have been able to do it, and that to me is the biggest challenge. You look at those two guys; they're just phenomenal. It doesn't matter who's running the ball; they're both dynamic. And you know, while Martinez struggles at times to throw the ball, he can certainly run it with the best of them. And so those two in a read option is very difficult to stop. I just think that as much as I do like Sanders and how much he means to that offense, he's they're going to live or die by him. But whether it's Martinez or Vaughn, we're going to find out, right? It could be either one of them in this game. And I think that's the beauty of their offense is that both of them can have good games. Both of them can be kind of just be decoys and their team still has got it done so far this season. So I think it'll be a close one. You talk about over-unders. I think you got to go over, right? Yeah, I would definitely go over in this one. Uh, this is probably going to be a shootout. Uh, you know, speaking about, I call him the mini muscle hamster in Deuce Vaughn. Uh, yeah. Do you think he makes it to the NFL? I ask every guest. A hundred percent. Hundred percent. He should be. the The question is: Is can he get day two draft capital? Because you see what he does week in and week out, running the ball for a guy that we really view as well. He's probably going to be a scat back. Like, there's just no way someone's going to hand it off to him 15 times a game in the NFL. <laughs> it's just not going to happen. But in college, it's he's been very successful, right? You know, obviously very close with Darren Sproles. There's that lazy comp if you want to go that route. But he really is that type of guy. And and can he get day two draft capital? I don't know, but if he's even a fourth or fifth round pick, he's going to have success. I think, I think he's just that talented. It just comes down to whose system he's going to be in and can they really develop him and make plays for him? Because as talented as he is, there probably will be a bit of a growth curve in the NFL for him, but he's, he's got all the talent in the world. It's just, can someone actually unlock that in the NFL? Can he go play for Bill Belichick? Maybe, you know, maybe Ooh. play for Josh McDaniels, you know, someone who can really utilize that in the screen game, the quick passes, you know, someone who can really uh, utilize his skill set. I think would be best. I like that. I like that. I was going to, you know, I always ask everybody if they can make it. You just, you hit it on the head for me. I'm a big deuce guy. I, I just think it's crazy. You know, they always say, oh, well, can he keep, he's doing it. He, yeah. He's it's, doing it and he's doing it at a high rate. It's very difficult to deny what he's done. Like we talk about Kyron Williams and what could he be? I think Deuce Vaughn is way better than Kyron Williams in a lot of ways. And and they talk about what he can do in the pass catching game. Kyron Williams is a great pass catcher. I think Deuce Vaughn is head and shoulders above him. Right. And, you know, I think the biggest thing with Kyron was his speed. It wasn't the talent or what you saw on tape or his pass blocking it was a speed. That's why he dropped. We'll see what Vaughn can run. Hopefully he runs, you know, four five, even potentially four four. And then it's wheels up for him in the potentially third or fourth round. I think he'd be a good a good value selection there for any team. Nice, nice. I love it. I love it. Um Jared's having technical difficulties, so we're just gonna keep the ball rolling. We're going to this big one. Everybody knows this is my team, my Wildcats, big Willie style. Um number 19, uh Kentucky at number three, Tennessee, um, 7 p.m. For some reason I forgot to put the the over-under on this one and what the line is. I think it's uh, Tennessee Four. is definitely favored. It's four. Is that what you said? No, 14. 14? Okay. Yeah. Oh, man. Sorry. Makes my heart hurt. Makes my heart hurt a little bit. <laughs> that's, that's a little um, different. But it's yeah, <laughs> definitely a little different. Um, yeah. Do the Wildcats – what do the Wildcats have to do to pull out an upset win at Neyland Stadium? Um, could this be, like I said before, a look-past game for the Vols? Is it Georgia uh, 
matchup approaches. And who is the game bigger for? Will Levis, you know, he did miss a game. 1,100 yards, uh, 1,600 yards, 13 touchdowns, five interceptions. Henry Hooker, who's absolutely balling, 2,000 yards, 18 touchdowns, one interception. He also has close to 300 rush yards and a touchdown. And, um, I mean, it's get your popcorn ready for these crazy wide receivers that just like to ball out. You got Jalen Hyatt, who's having a, a monumental year. He's got 40 receptions, close to 800 yards, receiving 12 touchdowns. Barry Brown has just been an absolute surprise as a freshman. Um, not only does he get it done on the offensive side, he's a special teams nightmare for people. He's got 24 receptions, 350 yards, two touchdowns. He also has 322 return yards and a touchdown. Uh, these are two of college football's most electric plays, and they get to battle it out. So, uh, Christian, I'm going to send it to you. Uh, what are your thoughts on this game? You think my guy can pull it out? Man, I I I hope so. Um, the question of of who it's more important for i think the context matters with that because i think if you're talking you know if hendon hooker's goal is the heisman then it's more important for him but if we're talking about nfl draft stock i think this is very clearly more important for will levis will levis needs one of those games in which he you know stands out as he is this type of passer he is this toolsy guy but also now he is doing nfl things and i think with the injury and you know he he didn't really play very well early in the season I think, you know, they play it safe now with Chris Rodriguez back and the whole offense being in place. This is a game where they've shown what Chris Rodriguez can be. And yeah, sure, we want to run the ball, but this is the time that we say, hey, Will Levis, go win us a game, go improve your draft stock. I think it's possible. I do want to mention, you know, Dane Key is probably my favorite receiver too. I, I love Dane Key. I mean, they've got two freshmen that are just lighting the world up. And Cedric Tillman is going to be back for this game I saw today. Oh. So oh, that, I know. Yeah, sorry. So, uh, but I think actually that's good for Kentucky in that the offense may try to force feed Cedric to get him going a little bit and going away from what has been working with Jalen Hyatt might actually hamper what the offense can be. I love this game. I, th I think it's going to be a lot of fun. I mean, this is one of the best quarterback matchups that we'll have all season. Um, but yeah, I mean, I'm I'm thinking it's it's a bit of a look ahead. I, I did pick Kentucky to cover the spread earlier this week, and I'm sticking by that. I don't know if they can pull out the in, the the full win though, the outright win. I don't know. I know going into Nealon's going to be difficult as it is, but uh, you know, Will's my guy. But I say there's two problems. He's got to shut the turnovers down, right? And he's got to get those moments. You don't have those moments, right? You had one last year. He had a chance to have that moment against Ole Miss, and what did he do? He pooped his pants. You know, he fumbled the ball twice, and he held on to it at the end. He held on to it too long, and then he even, you know, he caused them to have a false start when they could have won the game. So I need a I need a wow moment. I need that NFL moment. He has, you know, he's, I say it all the time, he's that prototypical, out of all the quarterbacks available in this draft, he's a prototypical NFL guy. 6'3", you know, 235, big arm, semi-mobile, runs a, yeah. a, an already a, a NFL offense. Just gotta, he's gotta shut the turnovers down. It's gotta, he's gotta get those that big moment. If he can get this big moment, man, him and him and Hendon are gonna, it's gonna be a battle to the end. You know, for who's gonna be you know, that guy in, in the high. This would propel him for me into the Heisman if he can win this game and they can do it in like in dominating fashion. Like he could. If he outperforms yeah. Hendon, he's putting his name back in. He's way out right now. But if he balls out, I need also I need my guy, uh, 
DeAndre Square. Let, let my man eat the linebacker for Kentucky. Don't make him spy hooker. Let him eat. Let him apply pressure. Don't let him stay in coverage. If you let him eat and force hooker, you know, to make decisions faster, you know, he could make the wrong one. And like you said, with Tillman back, maybe that's better. I'm just nervous. Fingers crossed. I mean, they're going to be those two guys on the field together for the first time. Had to be against my Wildcats of all, right? Jeez. Jared, what are your thoughts? The spread's 14. I'm not sure what the over-under is. Christian, do you have that? 61. 61. What, what are your thoughts? I think your boys get their butts blown out of the stadium. <laughs> I'm sorry. I, I, I mean, well, there's a reason why I picked Hooker to win the Heisman, and I think Hopple's going to be the coach of the year. To do that, you have to make a statement, and Kentucky is the team to make a statement against this late in the season. You've already – You've already beaten Bama. You got a chance to make a statement. You know, the, the team that has a chance to be looking past somebody is Georgia looking at Tennessee. I think Heupel has been in too many games to be like, listen, bro, we got to win Kentucky first because Kentucky's good and Levis is good. And Levis might be the best quarterback you play the rest of the season yeah. until we get to the end. So your boys lose by 17 points. I'm taking them because I'm, I'm a fan. Ugh. I'm taking them. Put it on the board. Gonna, uh, put it on the board. That's fine. I, I, I take They take the L's with the dubs, but I, I think my guys can take a dub. I think Rodriguez is going to be a huge factor. They haven't had him most of the season. Last week, uh, two weeks ago, actually, I said he was going to ball out. He blew up. They got that. They needed that win. Will didn't really do much. That was the first game back from you know the, the boot and everything. So I think if he can get the ground game running – Get him going. Gives Levis a little more time. Gives him a more option. I think the X factor is going to be the tight end Dingle. I think that that kid is good. I think he's uh, he doesn't get enough respect, and I think he can eat up in the red zone. Uh, I know Will likes to go to him, so that that's going to be that's my X factor is Dingle. I don't think uh, defense is a prepping for him. So, all right, we made it to the key games. We're at forty five minutes now. It's rapid fire, Jordan. You didn't believe me? We we're going to get there. I'll make it under the hour. I promise you. All right, rapid fire. <laughs> rapid fire is. I'm going to give you a game and a spread. I want you to give me a winner and a guy in that game to look out for. So we'll start out with you, Jordan. Uh, first game is number eight, Oregon. They're a 17 and a half point favorite at Cal over on his 58. Who wins? Give me a guy. It's uh, Oregon's going to win and cover. And the guy you want to look for is Troy Franklin. Uh, Troy Franklin's a wide receiver, soft, true sophomore, uh, 6'3", 180. I just think he's one of the smoothest players in the 24 class. I hope he declares. I And it's crazy because I never thought I'd be saying Bo Nix made him relevant. You know, he was a guy I was on as a freshman. I was like, yeah, man, he's so smooth going to Oregon. There's nobody there wide open. And he just didn't get a ton of work. But this year he showed it, right? He's played yep. well in his division. It's it's the biggest thing for me is like, I just need him to keep showing it, keep showing it. And he had a great game against UCLA, but continue to build off that because Bonix is going to be gone after this year. So I'm curious to see what happens next year. But this year is really his time to showcase his talent. He's doing that right now. He's my guy. I'd love to say Bonix, but I, I have too much love for Troy Franklin. So I decided to go with him for this one. I, I, I love Franklin. Um, I just, the last three weeks, he's just been on a yeah. mission. He started out slow, but it seems like the rapport with him and, and Nix is almost like, like this. You know, he, he right knows there, where he's yeah. going to be before he's even there. So. I love it. All right, Christian, next one. Number 17, Illinois. They are a seven-and-a-half-point favorite at Nebraska, over-under, 50-and-a-half. Give me a winner. Give me a guy. 
Illinois wins this game. I think we know what the state of the Nebraska program is. Uh, the guy, <laughs> you know, I, I kind of flirted with going one of those Illinois corners here because they are extremely fun to watch. But the, really, this is one of the better wide receiver corner matchups with Trey Palmer on the other side for Nebraska. Yes. Uh, Trey Palmer is having an incredible year after transferring to Nebraska from LSU. He has almost 800 yards already on 47 receptions, five touchdowns. Uh, kid is really kind of carrying this Nebraska offense. And I'm, I believe, you know, I saw a, a PFF graphic the other day where he is their top graded receiver or something like that this year. Um, now, I, I think he probably returns to Nebraska for another year. And we're talking about him maybe in that 2024 class, too with, you know, some some question marks at the receiver position for that year. So uh, definitely a guy to watch, especially against this great Illinois secondary. Uh, I wanted to get at you real quick. You know, you said that Josh Downs is your eight ACC guy. Uh, don't forget about my guy, Zay Flowers. All right? Yes. He's a dog. He just, yeah, BC don't get a lot of love because we're not really known as a, you know, a dominant football school. It's been a while since Matty Ryan put us in, in relevance. But, uh, yeah, he, he he's a dog. He will, if he can get, you know, get the draft capital. He could blow up soon. Uh, all right, Jared, are you ready for this one? Rapid fire, you know the drill. I'm ready. Yeah. Coastal Carolina at Marshall. Marshall's a two-and-a-half-point favorite, over-under, 55-and-a-half. Give me a guy, and who wins the game? Uh, for me, it's Kalon LeBourne. I mean, the guys that got 1,000 yards rushing already, had 150 yards against JMU last week, and JMU is one of the best you know, yep. run defenses in the country. So, I mean – Give you Coast Carolina's, you know, five and one and six, you know, they're, they're a good team. But LeBourne is unstoppable. I mean, it's five yards to carry. You know, you know it's coming and you still can't stop. I saying they're four and three, but they've had a very tough schedule. They beat really good teams. You know, Coast Carolina really hasn't been tested by a really good team yet. So give me Marshall and LeBourne's going to give me that win. Love it. Love it. All right, Jordan, we're back at it. Oklahoma at Iowa State, Oklahoma. One-point favorite, over under 56. Give me a winner. Give me a guy. I think Iowa State's actually going to take this one. I just think that Oklahoma's defense just <laughs> isn't good enough. I just, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm I with know, you. I'm, I'm, I know I'm, I'm treading water here. <laughs> like, hold on. Let me just – so Jaleel Brock – I think it's been phenomenal for them this year. A guy that I don't know if people expected much from, but the guy you have to look out for is Xavier Hutchinson. He's just been a target hog. Uh, number two in FBS in, rece in receptions. Every game, this guy is getting double-digit targets. It's crazy because when I want Brock to get the ball, every time, <laughs> Hutchinson, Hutchinson, Hutchinson. He's the only one of consequence. Can Oklahoma stop him? Maybe. I don't think so, though. He's just too good, too big, too tall, too strong. Um, it's just... I think he's phenomenal. I think he's someone that people need to just recognize his talent for how good he is because he's at Iowa state. No one really pays attention to their games at times. And so he gets overlooked, but with how good he's been, he needs to be on everybody's radar. Yeah. I feel like he, you know, a lot of guys overlooking him in the draft class. Like where, yeah. where would you, where, where do you have him ranked Jordan? I mean, he's probably still outside the top 10 for me because he is a senior, a little bit older. I want to see how he tests, right? Like I still remember Alan Lazard, right? He's yeah. Iowa state receiver. Yeah. Big fast, athletic, undrafted. And now right. you, you look, he's playing with Aaron Rodgers and looking pretty good, right? So I want to see how he tests, but, you know, he's a guy that could maybe be somewhere in the low teens for me. But again, there's tons of talent in this draft class. So at wide receiver, it will be tough for him to crack that. But the production, the market right. share, all those numbers that we like to see 
really do look good for him. And so that could be something that propels him up a little bit in my rankings. And from what I've seen on tape, the kid looks good. You know, he's a little bit older. So people are going to knock him for that. But on tape, he looks pretty good. So I do think that he will be a riser for me a little bit later. But I'm on him now. So we'll yeah, see how I, much more I mean, he can go up. A big, a big senior bowl, you know what I mean? And a good yeah. combine. And you could just... I'm hoping to go. I'm hoping to go see him up, see him up close and personal at the scene. Nice, nice. And we yeah. we're trying to get there too as well. So, uh, yeah. Christian, next game up, Charlotte at Rice. Rice is a sixteen and a half point favorite. Over under is sixteen and a half. Um, give me a guy, and who wins the game? Yeah, uh, Rice. I think is for sure going to win the game. I actually think Charlotte covers, but I think Rice pulls it out. Uh, I wanted to highlight Elijah Spencer, the Charlotte running back, but then I saw the opportunity to talk about Christian McCaffrey's younger brother, Luke, yes. uh, who's who's kind of low-key having a pretty good year this year. 43 receptions, 555 yards, and five touchdowns, averaging almost 80 yards a game. And, uh, you know, he, former quarterback, I think, when it, at his first stop, uh, transfers here, becomes a, a pass-catching option. And so, I, you know, th there isn't too much NFL talent in the Charlotte versus Rice matchup, but those two players, uh, Elijah and Luke McCaffrey, uh, I'm keeping an eye on. Yeah, McCaffrey went off last week for 100-plus, so uh, yeah, definitely some, someone to keep an eye out for. You know, it's pedigree, you know. You see how McCaffrey is, oh, yeah. his, his older yeah. brother in the NFL. So, um, <laughs> all right, Jared, I got another one for you. Last one in rapid fire, Arkansas. Three and a half point favorite at Auburn over under 61. Give me a winner. Give me a guy. I mean, it's pretty easy to me. Auburn's coach is on the hot seat. This is the last game. That's what I'm telling you right now. <laughs> Bye he, he's, going to, he's going to lose to Arkansas four straight years. Um, they've got a three-game winning streak against them. Uh, you know, want to go with one guy, but you know I can't stay away from Sanders. The dude is an absolute <laughs> dude. Yep. Um, 15 carries, 175 yards last week against BYU and two touchdowns. And he does that. Um, we already watched what Singleton did against Auburn. I'm going to tell you right now, Sanders is going to do the same thing. So yeah. uh, that's a double-digit touchdown win. So he, He's an absolute dog. I love Rocket Raheem. Rocket. Uh, yeah. All right. We made it through. Under an hour. Like I told you, Jordan. Have faith, my man. Um, <laughs> I, I believed you. I believed you. I saw it. I was like, damn. But we yeah, made it. We, we, we know we try to keep keep it rolling, keep uh keep the guests locked in. You know, you get the you start talking too much about one topic, people tend to just veer away. You know what I mean? So, um, I appreciate both of you gentlemen being on. I'm gonna start off with Christian. Let let the viewers at home um uh, know your, your tag and and where they can find your work. Yeah, uh, at C Williams NFL on Twitter. You can find all of my written stuff at footballguys.com. Uh, you can find our podcast now actually at, at Football Guys as well. I almost forgot that we, we moved our show over there. Um, but then we also do the Debbie Royale Patreon and things like that. So at the Debbie Royale on Twitter as well. Uh, Jordan, again, appreciate you coming on as well. I know you're, you're busy. Uh, let, let the viewers and fans at home know, know you're tagging where they can find your work. Yeah, you can find me at your boy Jay Rich on Twitter, Instagram, TikTok, anywhere you make content. And then I do the wake up show with Ray Garvin on his YouTube channel at uh, Ray GQ on YouTube. That's pretty much where you find everything. You can go patreon.com forward slash all gas. We do a lot of Devi, Dynasty, betting, tons of stuff. Um, hard to name it all, but I just wanted to say thank you guys for having me on and uh, bringing me on. It was a ton of fun. And Pat and Christian, it was good to see you here providing your analysis with uh, a real Debbie guy in the building like, make, <laughs> to make me look good, which is always nice. Thank you. <laughs> I love well, it. 
I, I want to echo that too. Thank you guys for, for bringing me on. Um, glad we were able to connect and it was great seeing you as well, Jordan. Um, we appreciate it. Yeah, we definitely appreciate it. Uh, how's the rehab going for Ray? Is he, is he good? Is he he's, right? It's funny. He's, uh, he's just started working out again, like as of a few days ago. So he's slowly getting there, but yeah, probably it's funny. You mentioned first time I ever met this guy, second day. I'm meeting him. Dude tears his Achilles, and we're in the ER for like six hours. Yeah. Um, yeah. The, um, the main guy, one of the main guys for Toad Titles, Coach Sheps, he was right there when, when, when Ray tore it. He was like, oh, right? man. Yeah, I got the text. Like, Dude, I, I think Ray just hurt himself. Like, oh. Yeah. Yeah, popped oh. his Achilles right there. Man. Yeah. Not well, fun. Bad luck, but best wishes to recovery. Hope it's speedy. and Get it back on yeah. his feet again. Um, Jared, you know the drill. Oh. Uh, 23rd episode wrapped up. Take it away, my man. Hey, thanks guys for coming. Nino, thanks for always hosting. Until next week, let's go, let's go, let's go.